0: Yeah, what's going on, man? It's me, Dom Sharp. I'm the host of the This is Why You Should podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, and the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Don't Google that, because it's a fact, though. And I want to say a few words about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard, Anchor is the easy way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you real fast. Number one, it's free. And Anchor allows you to add and record your podcast right for your phone and laptop. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenership, so if you got 10 listeners, 20 listeners, 30 listeners, 40 listeners, 50 listeners, Don't no matter how many fucking listeners you got, you can make money off your podcast, no problem, it's everything you ever going to need to make a podcast, all in one place, so here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to your Google Play Store or your App Store and download the Anchor app today. Now, if you ain't got a phone or you ain't got a fucking tablet, you got a laptop, because how else would you be listening to this right now? I need you to go on your laptop and go to anchor.fm and create your podcast today. It's the easy way to make a podcast. I'm telling you, I did it, so so can you. Let's get it done. This is the episode of a podcast. I haven't, I haven't released the episode for in weeks. This past, weekend, this past weekend was my 22nd birthday, October 27th, I turned 22. On October 28th, I 201 one myself. For those who don't know what that means, I, I voluntarily committed myself to a mental institution. What that means for niggas who live in Philly, I went to Einstein's, told them niggas I was crazy, and they let me sit in the waiting room for four hours. Then I got downstairs to the CRC, realized I wasn't as crazy as the real crazy motherfuckers that was down there and immediately wanted to leave. But before I could leave, they had to do my exit diagnosis. So the doctor came and talked to me, just talked to me about my life, asked me questions. And I asked and I answered the questions as honestly as I possibly could. And at the end of the conversation, she concluded that I have a marijuana dependency and I have a mood disorder. She can't tell me exactly which mood disorder, because that's not her job. That's a specialist who sees me over weeks has to determine that. But my family uh they're pretty much sure it's bipolar. They're pretty much sure I'm bipolar. Let me tell you something. This shit it hurts and I'm scared. I'm like my brain feels different. I got this pit in my chest. I feel like I'm still me, but I feel like I'm losing me. If, if that makes any sense. I feel like this is important to talk about. Uh, I'm not Charlemagne. I'm not talking about like anxiety or depression, but like this is something real that I'm dealing with, and I feel like I got to tell people. This is new to me. I haven't seen my therapist yet. I haven't done anything. All I've done is tried to quit smoking weed and called out of work because I I can't get up. I just like I I I can't I can't physically get myself to walk outside and see people and get on the bus and just be human. I can't do it. I I get scared. The idea scares me. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do with Most people in the world don't know about this. Most people in the world know about it, but don't know. actually somebody who deal with it, and I'm somebody who's dealing with it. And I'm telling you, it's the hardest shit. Before I check myself into the mental institution, I call one of my homeboys, uh, Janelle Pierre. He's a rapper out of Philly. I called him. Um, I don't want to put his business out there, but Janelle's pretty open in his music. Janelle has committed himself to a mental institution before. And... um. Before I did before I committed myself, I called him and I asked him, bro, when did you know it was time for you to go? And the first thing he said to me was, I knew I needed help. And that's how I feel. I feel like I need help. I feel like I can't do this on my own. I just feel like on my own, it would be harder than it would be to do it with somebody. This is a disease, a disorder, something that we make fun of a lot. But I'm dealing with it and I'm telling you it's not funny. Like I know funny. I make jokes all the time. But this shit right here like I've been googling more about it. Just reading what the symptoms are. And they say you should never google uh whenever you, you they say you should never google whenever you have a problem you shouldn't google it because it's just going to give you more fear but me googling i don't think it gave me fear but it just gave me like a sense of relief knowing like yo this is exactly what i go through these are things that i feel all the time they keep using the word manic when they describe uh, bipolar manic depression manic happiness manic mood swings i don't think i don't think i'm manic but i do i do have mood swings i do have sadness i do have elevated moods anger anxiety i feel apathy euphoria guilt hopelessness loss of interest all of these things are fi- i feel today today i called out of work because i didn't i couldn't get up i one of the one of the one of the things is loss of interest or pleasure in activities i like going to work i couldn't even get myself to get up and go to work today I couldn't, like I tried, the idea, like I didn't have to be at work till 3 o'clock. At 12, when I was thinking about like having to take a shower and having to get dressed, all that shit just got my heart pumping, I was like, I can't do it, I can't. I called my boss and I told him the truth, luckily, my chef is very understanding, and he gave me the week off, he said, bro, you get your head together. He said, don't worry about your job, your job is safe, We'll, we'll cover you, you get right in your head. Most people don't have that. The thing is, they say that these maintenance phases can last weeks or months. Weeks or months. I don't think I could go weeks like this. It's been about a week, and I want this to be over already. Like, I was feeling slightly better last night. I started to feel better because I went to the hospital yesterday. And they let me go and I was with my family. I talked to my mom, my dad a lot, and my girlfriend was here. I was around I was around things that, you know, brought happiness and I was good, but now I'm alone again and it just crap up. And why that's so weird to me is because I've always was the person that did shit alone. If you ask my homies, if you ask my homies, I I I was I always wanted to do everything alone. I and I, was, I dropped out at the age of 17 and moved into my grandmother's basement to be away from everybody because I wanted to be alone. I stopped going out and I made my friends come to my house in my basement because I was like, why well, I need to leave? Y'all can do everything here. Like, I stopped wanting to do these things. And I just thought that was just me being me, but it was really the early signs of bipolar. It wasn't, it wasn't that I, I was too cool to leave, it was like I didn't want to leave. I lost the interest of leaving. I lost interest and just wanna do shit. The scarier part about this is what's going on in my brain. It's like the unwanted thoughts. It's like is it's less of unwanted thoughts and more just like static. Like there's it's con. it's something constantly going on. It's always something going on. Even when like, even when like I don't think about it, and then I come back to it, it's there again. It's always going on, bro. Like it's it's never, it's never not here. They say that rapid and frenzied speaking is something that comes along with bipolar. I always always contribute. Everybody, everybody, everybody who knows me knows I talk fast. But I always contribute that to me just being from Philly and, like, our accent. A lot of us talk fast. You listen to us. A lot of us have a, a frenzied speech. I always just contribute that to be, to, like, my area. But it was really a disorder. And I'm saying all this because, like, I thought I, just, I thought I was just normal, as my friends would call, angry Dom. Like, we came up with a name for it. It was angry Dom. I thought I was just being angry Dom. But really, I was bipolar Dom. I was mood disorder, Dom. This whole time, I'm not saying I'm not saying this to to make you feel bad for me. I'm saying this because it happened to me, and why not share it? Like I would have never, I would never even consider I had a, a mental illness. If Charlamagne never start talking about anxiety, so me saying I have bipolar. May get somebody to courage to be like, yo, I do experience those things. Maybe I have a mood disorder. The word manic scares me. That's the scariest part about this. The word manic, manic, extreme, elevated, excitable mood, usually associated with bipolar. Frantically. Frantically frantic. Am I frantic? Am I a frantic person? I don't know. But this scares me a lot. And I think that's adding to why I can't I can't calm down. Because the bipolar is, is ramping me up and getting my anxiety going. I'm just I just can't relax nowhere. Like even in my head and in my heart, I can't relax. There's no like safe space. My head used to be my safe space. I can go into my head and I can like think of anything. Like I used to tell my friends all the time, I've been on hot ninety seven thirty thousand times. I would just that 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 used to be my safe space. Whenever I was in a bad spot, I would go and just have an interview with Peter, with fucking Peter Rosenberg. But now when I do that I hear the I hear the voices and it's 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 it's, it's less fun and more scary now. And here's the thing. Maybe that was always the case. And now it just is really is really sticking here for a while. When I was talking to the the lady, she kept asking me like um when when this happened because this is the first time I felt this way. When I was a kid, um I used to have panic attacks. I used to get scared of stuff late at night and I used to run around. And I just couldn't relax for a while. I used to have real panic attacks, but it would go away. It would be like maybe an hour or two, most at the max three. But it, I would go to sleep and it would go away. Now I can't even go to sleep and it go away. It's been sticking around. She kept asking me, like, does it stick around? Like, no, this is the first time it's been with me for this long. My homie Kim um, told me, he used to tell me all the time, like, bro, you smoke too much. You smoke way too much weed. And I'm like, nah, bro, I need it, bro. That's how I feel regular. That's how, you know, I get the. that's how I deal with people, you know. And after getting my diagnosis of having a, uh, a cannabis dependency, after getting that diagnosis, I realized that was just an unhealthy coping mechanism that started at a young age. Like I've been smoking weed realistically since I was like 15, 16, around that age, you know? Like I might've did it when I was 15 once and I, and I didn't do it again till like I was, like I didn't do it again frequently till I was 16. So around that age is when I started. I'm, tw- I'm 22 now, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, that's six years. Six years of unhealthy coping mechanisms of like whenever I'm too high I smoke whenever I'm too down. I smoke. It was like whatever the occasion, whatever the occasion was, it called for weed. Looking back on it, I know it's not smart and I know it's unhealthy. But nobody told me that. Like nobody tells me that. Like you, you, like for example, I, my brother's in jail. Uh, when I was at the hospital yesterday, he called me. And we had it. We, 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 you know, we was on a jail phone call, and I told him what I was doing. He was like, "Bro, you, you, you drawn, bro. Just go smoke a little bit. Calm, calm yourself down. Like that's that's how we talk. We talk when you when you when you feel a little bit, just smoke a little bit of weed. You can be alright. But honestly, like the weed ain't been helping me. If anything, it's been causing me to be more paranoid, which is something I ain't never deal with before. I was never the guy that would just get, you know, be on edge when I smoked. I was the guy that was sinking to the couch. I was sinking to the couch where I would start cleaning because I felt productive. Either, either I didn't want to do nothing or I wanted to do everything. But never did I feel like I was scared of shit. Now when I smoke, it's like this constant like, oh, oh, like on edge on shit. Usually when I do these podcasts, I take these pauses and I know what I'm and and I'm thinking about what I'm about to say next. But now when I take these pauses, because I can't figure out what I'm going to say next, like it's so loud up here that I can't even like filter it and find out what I want to say. You know, Cam used to call this podcast like a steady stream of consciousness, like I just start talking, it's flowing. But this isn't like my consciousness. I'm not even thinking about the words that's coming out of my mouth. This is, it's just coming out of my mouth. And that's not good. The only reason it's like that is because I just can't get it to focus. I don't know. I think this, I think this podcast is important because if I ever was to lose who I am today, I want everybody to go back and listen to these and remember my mind for what it was, you know what I'm saying? Remember remember how I thought and not how I am now. This is just if I ever you know just if I ever lose me just just remember me as me and not not as who I became. Thank you.